The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Rob Golfie is a sales representative. Remax, Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905 905- 575-7700. If you are in the market to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a home, call the number one REMAX team in Canada. That is the Golfy team, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. They're all over social media, whether it is TikTok or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check them out on social media. And... If you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfie team, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com, questions at robgolfie.com. We do have a question that had come in from CHML listener Frank, who listens to the show all the time. We'll get to his question later on in the show. It's about land transfer tax. Also on the show today, we're going to talk about all a bunch of different things, including inventory levels, uh, a new mansion tax, home sales expected to pick up this spring. Uh, also, um, some new information and interesting information about condo purchasers who are playing the waiting game and are getting really antsy doing so. To begin the day, as we usually do, let's talk about how Rob's real estate life has been going. Rob, what have you been up to the last few days? Well, you know what? It seemed like everything went to a little bit of a halt or a halt like a low uh, in, in the activity just in the in the past this past week. Now, it was going really great, you know, through uh, February and the first two weeks of uh, March. But things kind of just kind of now it's like tiptoeing around. Uh, the now the sellers are starting to come to the you know think, you know putting their houses on the market. But there is still a shortage of inventory. But you, you know how I always tell, say there's always like a four to eight week window where the market is really going you know is becoming aggressive and spiking. And I don't know. If, uh, I think we had that. I don't know if we're, it's just a, a pause that's happening in the market. It'll it'll pick back up again. But uh, but yeah, I just uh, just feeling a little bit of uh, a little bit of a quiet time just in the past uh, the past week. But uh, the one thing I want to uh, talk about was uh, a couple of a couple of examples. So um, about three, maybe three months ago, four months ago, uh, Philip went on a, uh, an evaluation, right? And and he basically said to the homeowner, said, "Listen, it was a condo." I said, "Listen, list your house." Your condo at five hundred and fifty thousand. The market was good. This is right, at, you know, in January, uh, and I and you'll you'll you should be able to get an offer, right? They went with the agent that said to list that five ninety nine nine, and so obviously, the homeowner's thinking, well, you know, let's go with the higher agent price, right? Like, so sometimes you 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 give them all your experience, you give them all your credentials, you give them all the stats, you give them everything. And then you have one person come in and just gives a higher number and has zero credentials, zero experience, zero this. Anyway, so uh, I think less than 90 days later, which is uh, just now, like just happened, um, they called Philip and they said, uh, Philip, we're really sorry. Uh, we knew we should have gone with you. We went with the other agent just because they gave us the higher number. 
and and it bit us. And so because they listed at at the five ninety nine nine, eventually they dropped their price to five fifty. Where Philip initially said that's where you should start, and, and it didn't sell still. So now Phil goes back and they apologize, and and Phil gives them a reevaluation. And uh, now they're, they, they, they just listed at 515000 hmm. See, the difference, I'm telling you, the difference, um, and, and they missed that really good window of a really great market. And it started the last week of January, and it, it was just up until about a week ago, to tell you the truth. So they, there was that window that they had, and they missed it. So, and, and the thing is, you know what, with... With the high volume of business that we do, we know the market week by week. We know when things are changing. Like this past week, quieting down a bit, and I'm gonna, I can't wait to see the numbers when it shows up uh, next week to show the past seven days. I, I want to see if, if, if it is true with the real estate board, if everybody else is the same. But, uh, but we, we're a pretty good indicator. Now, here's another situation. So um, I go see this uh, uh, family, those three kids, um, and they're selling the uh, uncle's house. And um, um, I said that, you know, they should list at 999.9. Now, the uncle, the, the uncle's sister, the, the parents, the mother of these three kids that are taking care of the estate, the mother says she wants to list at a million fifty thousand. And I'm like, oh boy, I go, that's going to make a huge difference. I says, we're already pushing it at a million, right? So here's the difference from a million to just over a million. Now, if, if you list over a million, you're not see MHC insured, right? You have to put 20% down. So that's, that's mandatory, anything over a million dollars. So that's a $200,000 down payment you have to put if you purchase anything over a million dollars. Now, if it's under a million, it's only 5% on the first 500,000 and 10% on, on the balance. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So basically, you'd only have to put seventy-five thousand down. So, and I explained that to them. But uh, you know, like when you're dealing with sometimes, uh, uh, the, the I'm dealing with the kids. They believe me. They say yes, Rob. We want to do it. But my their mother says no. They want to go a million because they want room for negotiation. It's easier to say no to an offer than not get any offers at all. But this is what happens now. We're going to be listing this next week. This house is going to go on the market at a million fifty thousand, and it's going to sit there probably for a bit, and then they're going to have to do a price drop. And guess what? You price drop it to a million, it's it's going to be stale after, and then you're going to have to do another price drop. This house at a million dollars should get a, an offer within within fifty thousand of that number. Uh, if it was you know between nine fifty and nine ninety, somewhere in there, but. We will tell, I will tell the story on this and see what the outcome is going to be. But that's, that's how, that's how sensitive this market is. Even though we're a little bit of in a, like things are moving along pretty quickly and, 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 and there's a little bit of a spike in the market. It's not going to last. This, this market's just going to balance out and, and, and flatline for the, throughout the year. So you got to be very good on pricing these houses. And there's so many people are looking at agents that are going with the higher number. If you got two agents that are way off on their numbers, you got to get a third agent in there and get a third opinion and, and see where it comes in at. And, uh, you know, because that could hurt you in the long run. And, and I get it. We do want more money for our house. I get it. We, 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 and that's the first thing that comes to our thoughts. Well, you know, like your house is worth a million dollars, but Hey, I want 1.2, but 
everybody wants two hundred thousand more for their house. And but if everybody listed over listed, no, nothing's going to sell. And that's a, a big percentage of the shortage of inventory out there. You got first, you got a shortage of houses on the market, and then you got a, a, a lot of houses on the market that are overpriced that nobody's looking at. So it's it, it's killing the it's killing the market. Another factor in that scenario that you just painted is I would assume that most people who are looking for a home, if they're going to whatever website they go to, and it could be robgolfie.com, but maybe they're just going to MLS or whatever the case is, and they'll probably put in the parameter of search everything under a million dollars, right? And so that listing probably wouldn't show up on your search. Absolutely. I'm telling you, people, like you, they just lost a huge buyer pool of people searching because some people are saying, look, I don't even want it. They may look up to a million, 25,000, maybe, but their goal is to get a house under, uh, under a million because of the down payment. Uh, it, it's, there's 120, what is it? $125,000 difference down payment uh, from over a million to under a million. Now in, in the Hamilton Niagara, uh, there's, it's easy to find something under a million dollars, especially for a first time buyer. But, but what if it's a second time buyer and they, you know, they don't have enough equity to, to go into that over a million to have that $200,000 down. It, 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 it hurts their uh, purchase power. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the people don't think of the time as well, because the time you lose trying to sell your home, that costs money. Oh, for sure. And, and it's it, it, it time. And then and you enter different markets at different times. All the time, you enter different markets. Now, in 2021, the market was uh, good all year, and it, 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 it almost climbed right through at, at, at certain points. Like you would think that the, the market after the spring market it would settle, but it was still moving along, moving along, and then and then boom, you get other little tiny little spikes throughout the year of 2021. And then 2022, that was the big last flush. We hit the peak, and then after that, we had nine months of, of decline. Um, but yeah, like this year, I don't see, I, I still see things settling. There is still a shortage of homes out there, but people are more cautious in, uh, in what they're buying and they're cautious in what, uh, when they're selling. Cause they're like, like I said, it's just, you know, we're a little bit of an uncertainty in, in, uh, in the market to see what's going on, but it's just, the, it's just the way the, just the way the market goes. With that uncertainty, and we got about a minute to, to talk about this, with that uncertainty in the market right now, not a lot of people know, especially home sellers, they really don't have a good idea of where to even start. Um, how much are the previous months or maybe even three months sales are you referencing? Like, where do you start and where do you stop in terms of comparing a house that's going on the block now to something that happened a month or, or three months ago? Yeah. So we do, I go back, I go back 60 days and 90 days and I try to do adjustments, like, let's say, but I try not to go back more than 90 days right now. Now we are in a little bit of a spike. So let's say there was a house that sold, uh, maybe in January, beginning of January for 900,000. I'm sorry. Let's say, let's say a house that sold in January for 850,000. I may go to the seller and say, hey, look, there's two ways we can go with this. We can list at 900, 899, because the market has spiked a bit. The buyers are coming back. There's a little bit of confidence uh, level, uh, more confidence level there. And what chances are we'll get an offer? Or we can list at 850 and, and see if there's more than one buyer looking to buy it. And chances are, if you list at 850, 
you're probably going to get more than 850, 850 or more for sure. Now, if you list that 900, you don't know if you, you know, you stepped a little bit too high in that market where, ah, you know, now you have to do an adjustment maybe 30 days later or, or, or 14 days later. That is some great analysis, and you will find a great experience with the Golfie team. Find them online, robgolfie.com. Call the number one REMAX team in Canada to get your home sold for top dollar, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Still to come, we'll talk about what we should expect in this uh, wild and wacky spring market. And inventory levels are apparently shockingly low. What's the ramifications of that? Find out more by listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team, the number one Remax team in Canada, number two in the world. That's the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website you got to go to. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. The hottest listings in town on that website. Follow the Golfie team on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And uh, yeah, they're still offering instant home estimates. Go to the website, GolfieHomeValue.com. Plug in some digits and find out what your home could go for on the open market. That website again, GolfieHomeValue.com. We do have a listener question from Frank that we'll get to later on in the show about how a land transfer tax is calculated. Before we get to that, a really interesting analysis in uh, one of the newspapers earlier this week about the cost of homes, or average sale price, I guess, in relation to the mortgage stress test and what you would have paid uh, a year ago, January 2022, compared to January 2023. And while the price of homes has changed and for the most part have gone down, the price required to make a minimum income has gone up because of the stress test. Is this keeping more and more buyers on the sidelines? You know what? It, it is keeping more and more buyers uh, in check. Uh, I, 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 you know, when it first came out, I thought it was not a great thing, but I think it is a good thing. Um, and, and, and the reason, and, and the part of it, what I thought was, is that even though there's that 2% buffer just in case interest rates go up, um, people would use that credit availability on their record to buy other things, maybe another car or anything. So it, it's not going to, uh, it's not gonna. It's not gonna work out. Like even if the interest rates went up, they're gonna. They could be more in trouble. I, and it's hard to tell. Like you don't know. So a lot of lot of homeowners right now, uh, like we haven't seen the the brunt of of what's gonna happen when people renew their mortgages, and that's gonna start in about a year from now. Like this was 
this is nothing. Like in a year from now, we're still going to get, we're going to get calls in, in six months to eight months, nine months from now saying, listen, our mortgage payment is going to be $2,000 more a month. We cannot afford this house when our renewal comes up. Now, my opinion is I would do everything in my power to stay in that house and keep uh, home ownership. Mm-hmm. You, it, once you, uh, once you're out, you're, it's hard to get back in. So those people that, you know, are, are facing that fear that's going to happen down the road, the banks will work with you. They'll maybe extend, uh, 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 do an extension of um, amortization. So now if your five, five year renewal is coming up and so now you're down to 20 years on your mortgage versus uh, 25, maybe they can increase it to 30 years, you know, and that's just a temporary fix until things get better for you. So my opinion is do not panic, work it out, talk to a mortgage specialist and, and get, try to make it work and do not sell the house. Keep that home. Cause once you, once you lose it and get rid of it and thinking it's a break, you're going to, you're going to regret it down the road. You know how you do it. You, it, it's a it's a quick fix now, and then boom, a year later or six months later, say you know what we should have kept it because their rent is going to be pretty expensive too. So they're better off on uh, on keeping uh, keeping the house uh, and uh, just working out that uh, that mortgage payment. And it is a difference. There is a big difference. Absolutely, and you know they they give uh, numerous examples of you know different cities like Greater Vancouver, Calgary, London, St. John out in the East Coast. In the GTA, yeah. which would be you know the closest to us, January twenty twenty two, the benchmark home price was just over one point two million dollars. The minimum income required to get into a home like that in the GTA would be just shy of two hundred thousand dollars, one hundred ninety nine um, three eighty. In January 2023, because mortgage rates have gone up to, you know, more than 5%, uh, in some cases 6%, the median or the benchmark home price was $1,078,900, but the minimum income went up to $207,000. So while the average house price changed uh, by $178,000 lower, the minimum income you needed to make was about $76,000. Hundred dollars. Um, do you anticipate that continuing throughout this year and maybe even into next? Yeah, I I, I feel that um, like the buyers that are coming into the marketplace now are buying based at the level of what the interest rate is. So they're not going to feel the pain as much as the ones that were locked in at two two and a half percent. They're not going to feel the, those ones that. You know, the, the market was good uh, and they, their interest rate is low and they could afford it. Not a problem. Th- th- those guys there, they're, they're going to feel the pain more than the, the new buyers that are going into the marketplace. So basically, let's say these buyers that are buying now um, bought a year and a half ago. They would have purchased probably at a higher amount and had a bigger mortgage and at a lower rate. But they would have been used to that mortgage payment. It's, it's, it's like anything else. Like it's all of a sudden having, uh, an additional car payment, but this is worse than a car payment because car payments, you can get away from, you know, 500 to a thousand dollars a month, uh, on a new car. But this, but mortgage payments are going up by, by a thousand to $2,000 a month, depending how big your mortgage is. And, and it's, it's, it's tough on, on, uh, on those people, but the new buyers, uh, I think it's, the market is is going to be fine with with the new buyers coming into the marketplace because they've 
accustomed to the interest rates, accustomed to the price, the prices. They're ready to buy. Uh, I, have, I have a niece and uh, and her uh, boyfriend and husband uh, just purchased. They both got professional jobs. They they played it safe. I mean, she's a teacher, and I think he works for uh, a company that uh, in sales in uh, in uh, rental like uh, in, uh, industrial rentals. And I'm sure he does very well for himself too. So the combination of those two probably could afford to buy a, a lot more than a $700,000 house, but that's what they were looking for. And they said, listen, we feel comfortable at this price. We're good. Let's just, let's, we want to live life. We want to, you know, be able to go on a vacation when we want to feel too. We're probably going to start a family. And so this is our price point. And a lot of people are doing that now. They're, they're, they're making sure not only there's a stress test there, but they're also cushioning on, on, the maximum they want to purchase. So the combination of the two is, is, is going to be very advantageous of the buyers that are entering into the market this year. If you are in the markets to sell your house or you want to buy a home, call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. Uh, adding to the fun of real estate this uh, this year is um, shockingly low inventory levels. So the Canadian Real Estate Association um, is showing about 51,000 total new listings, down 26% from a year ago. What impact is this having on the market? Huge impact. Um, so uh, people are not listing and selling uh, just because of the fact they can't find what they want to find. So now it's just kind of like, a, it's just, it's just a, a, a ball just rolling and nothing's happening. And um, so you are not, it's, it's going to be hard to, it's going to be hard to find a house. And when they do come up, the people that are selling are the ones that are either moving into retirement homes, moving out of the area, relocation, um, or, you know, uh, it's an estate sale, all those kind of theories, or people can't afford the house anymore. Those are the ones that are going up for sale right now. And now the people that want to move, you know, maybe because they want to uh, grow their family or downsize, they can wait whenever they want. And right now they're saying, I can't find what I'm looking for. So what happens is if you're a homeowner and you want to, you know, look to downsize, upsize or whatever, uh, because of your family size has changed, um, you're, when you're looking, you're looking, but you're looking not as hard as if you had to look, like if you actually sold and then you are in the market, you're looking for some reason, your eyes open up more, you get sharper and you find that you, 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 you dig more. Like all of a sudden, you know, when you tell somebody, uh, Hey, start digging more, you'll, you'll find, you'll find, uh, what I'm looking, what you're looking for. Just keep digging, digging. And the guy keeps pushing and pushing. They'll find it. But that's, but, but the problem is that homeowner is not looking as hard as if he had his house sold. So that's why it, the pro, it's, it's getting prolonged. People aren't putting their houses up for sale as fast as they should. And yeah, the inventory is going to, we're going to have an issue of inventory for a long time. And, and just be two reasons. One, can't find what you're looking for. Two, there, there is a shortage of homes on the market. It's going to be like that for a long time. And markets will change throughout, throughout the, the months and, and, and years to come. But there's going to, all of a sudden there's going to, like we're in kind of a little bit of a constipation and that's going to change. And there's going to be an explosion, in, in my opinion, in 2026, 27. 
I would imagine that a lot of people are just sitting on the sidelines, too, with maybe the idea that they want to sell their house, but they're just waiting to see what happens with prices. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And some of them are saying, well, I want to wait until uh, the prices go back up to they were from last year. They're, they're definitely waiting for that. And uh, it, it's all different reasons, all different reasons. There is a new mansion tax that is going to take effect on uh, April the 1st. Uh, 4% tax on property sales above $5 million. That's going to rise to 5.5% on sales above $10 million. Uh, is this something that uh, those in million-dollar mansions should be worried about? I think uh, I, I... So this is in California, and they're starting, uh, I think, a 1% tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, or 4% tax on, on property sales above $5 million. That's a lot, a, a 4% that That's tax. a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And I don't know how, um, so we don't sell, there, there's not that many homes in the Niagara Hamilton, even in Burlington. I, I checked in the last um, uh, two years, just in Burlington, in Burlington and Hamilton, there was only 177 homes that sold over four million. If I went up, up to five million, it'd be a lot less. So I'm sure in the GTA, it'd be a lot more. But I think they would change that number uh, in Ontario if they even considered it. They probably would say over two million or, or two and a half million pay an additional tax, which I think a lot of people would be very upset. California, you're going to see. It, it's hard to tell. I mean, there's a lot of five, uh, five, ten million dollar homes there, and the rich, you know. I mean, they're going to be upset about it, but they're still going to pay it. And, they, and the government there knows that they will, and, that, and that's why they can do it. But a lot of people are moving out of that, out of that state. Uh, they're moving to Florida, Texas, because of the tax situation. So the more they add these taxes to these people, the more people are going to move out. I don't know if they get this. They're going to bankrupt that, that state to a point where they, 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 to get people back, it's going to be difficult. And to get people back, it takes years. It's not like... It's going to, you know, it's an overnight solution. Oh, sorry, we made the mistake. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to take the taxes off. People aren't going to just move back that easily. But I'll tell you, uh, this starts April 1st in California, which is in a week from now. So, I mean, I bet you people are trying to change their closing date uh, to the end of March (laughs) right now. I bet you the closings that are happening right now in the state of California on houses over Five million dollars are going crazy right yeah. now, uh, especially in the, in the next seven days. The uh, apparently this um, this new tax was supported in uh, in a vote in that state, and apparently the money that is raised through this is going to battle homelessness uh, in Los Angeles by developing more affordable housing. Which you know that makes a lot of sense, and it's projected to bring in one billion dollars a year. Do you get the sense? Have you heard anything in? In uh, your line of work, in, in terms of whether uh, whether it's ORIA or the provincial government or, or whatever, um, instituting a similar tax here in Ontario? Um, well, they did on the cars. I think they. Uh, I think anything over uh, was it a hundred thousand dollars on a vehicle, you have to pay uh, a luxury tax or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't doubt uh, they're probably going to look at doing doing something with the uh, with the houses, and uh, it's just. They're just going to keep taxing and taxing until there's no money left for anybody. But uh, I can see that they're going to watch this in California, the government. And I'm talking about all states in the U.S. and also provinces in Canada. They're going to keep an eye on this and see what's happening. But 
there, there, California has changed. There is a change in, uh, in people. Uh, a lot of people are exiting the, the state of California. There is a major crisis in homelessness there. I remember, and that, that started years ago, because I yeah. remember being in San Francisco probably five, even uh, eight years ago, uh, uh, Rick, and I'll tell you, it, it's out there. The, the homelessness, is, it's pretty bad. I mean, if I was homeless, I don't know if I would want to be in Hamilton uh, through the winter, so I think I would try to cross the border and, mm. and hit Florida or California where you can have nice sunny weather. I, you know, if I'm going to sleep on the sidewalk, I'd rather sleep in a, in a warm climate right. than, uh, than a cold, cold climate here. One thing too, and we'll, we'll talk about this on the other side of the commercial break is I, I just, it just popped into my mind that the, the people who would be hurt the most by this are of um, those in a certain price point and we'll get to that when we come back on the other side of the commercial break we're also going to get into whether or not you should buy a house directly from a listing agent and we'll get to the question posed by chml listener frank who is asking how is a land transfer tax calculated all that more coming up next year on the Golfy real estate show hamilton edition on 900 chml you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team, the number one Remax team in Canada, number two on the planet. That's the Golfy team. 905 575 7700 is the phone number. Again, 905 575 7700. If you've been sitting on the sidelines wondering, should we sell the house? Uh, if you have that in the back of your mind and you're wondering what your home could be worth, give the Golfy team a call, 905-575-7700. Online, robgolfie.com. You can also find them on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you do have a topic idea or a question for the Golfy team you would like answered on a future show, send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. About this new mansion tax in California, again, it takes effect about a week from now. The one price point I think that's going to be massively impacted are those homes hovering around a million, maybe even a million and a half, because they will want to list for under a million to get more buyers wanting to buy their home because then they won't potentially have to pay that tax. Absolutely. And if it goes over a certain amount, they're going to change the amount to something else saying, okay, listen, we're going to put this under a million or under 5 million, whatever it is. And even though they maybe got 5.2 million, uh, 5.3, they're going to do a, a separate agreement uh, and put that as furniture. They're going to do, they'll do something differently so they can save that uh, 4%, uh, 4% tax. And anything, uh, and then it says sales above 5 million rising to 5.5% on sales above, and then 5.5 sales above 10 million. So like it, it, it's a lot of money. Like it's uh and, and even wealthy people that, you know, it, 
they don't like that. You know, like they're they're like it's just because they pay enough taxes and they're paying more taxes. Eventually, it, it's going to hurt to a point where it's going to affect the uh, it's going to affect the, that that demographic of of people earners that live in that area and they're just going to leave. And then you're going to see all these big mansions uh, are not going to be worth anymore. You're going to see those prices of those houses drop. You know. Absolutely. Very interesting scenario for those who are in the market to buy a house. And the question is, should you buy a home directly from the listing agents? Many people might think, hey, let's let's uh, make this much more efficient and we won't have to deal with anybody else except for the listing agent. Is this a good idea, Rob? It isn't. I always say that. Um, I never. We, we get people call us and they only want to deal directly with the agent that has the house listed. We get calls like that all the time. We deal with them. Um, but my recommendation is if you're out there looking at buying a house, do not buy from the listing agent because you're not going to find out information unless you ask. And if you don't know the right question to ask, you're not going to you're not going to know about it. But uh, uh but a person that doesn't have the listing, you hire your own buyer agent. He's going to do the research on the place. He's going to find out details, things on that place that, that the listing agent may not tell you or, or he, you know, he's not like, cause if you're not asking the questions, he's not going to be telling you. So, and most lawsuits happen because of dealing with listing agents because the, the buyer is going, well, I thought you didn't tell me this. You didn't tell me that there's like a landfill going in and, uh, you know, uh, like two blocks over or something like that. But if you deal with a buyer agent, they find out what's going on in the area. They find out, you know, you know, crime rate or if it's a good area for you or not. Buy, get your own buyer agent. Don't deal with the agent listing agent. Don't go directly. And people still do it. I don't know why. They think they're going to get a discount. They think the agent's going to, you know, reduce their commission. It's already set out in in the agreement. Uh, uh, contract with them when we meet with them, it is already set out how it's going to work. And if you're in competition, it's not like you're going to get a discount. That agent cannot discount the commission because you think you're going to go directly to him and, and there's five other buyers. Everything's laid out. You cannot do that. And so like people that I don't know where, where they're getting this misinformation, but I personally, it is always good to deal with an agent that is not the listing agent. And, and find out, you, you'll you find out way more more information on that house because now the buyer agent is going to ask questions to the agent, say, hey, anybody anybody murdered in this house? Is anybody, any any contamination that's happened? Is there any uh, sewage problems? Is there water main breaks? Is there any, you know, soil uh, situation? Is, is, is the house sinking? I, you know, the house down the street, you know, was leaning and uh, is that happening everywhere on the street? Um, is there anything happening coming to the, to the neighborhood? Are they building any, uh, factories or any, uh, you know, schools, all that kind of stuff that the buyer agent knows those questions to ask. Now the listing agent, he's just going to give you information that you ask him about. So if you don't know the questions to ask, you don't have the answers to answers that you need. Well said. I do have another thought on this. We'll get it uh, on the other side of the commercial break, and it all has to do with basically doing this work yourself. That is coming up next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. 
So I'm going home. And one more go-round here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative, Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. They're all over the social media game. Whether it's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or Facebook, give them a follow. Check out what they're uh, producing on the uh, social media uh, sites that you follow. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And call the number one Remax team in Canada, the Golfie team, 905 575 7700 if you are in the market to sell your house or you want to buy a house the number one remax team is going to work for you 905-575-7700 again online at robgolfi.com that's rob g-o-l-f-i.com before the break we were talking about should you buy a house directly from the listing agent and rob says absolutely not here's the thing that i think of would you build your own home or would you hire someone to build it? Obviously, going to go with the latter. You should do so in the real estate game as well. Absolutely. Um, there's no way I would be able to build my own house because there's going to be things that you miss. Now, usually when a guy builds his own house, after he's built it three or four times, let's say that, uh, uh, you have one guy and he builds his own house and every five years he's built a house for himself. You know, by the fifth house that he's built, he's finally figured out the right way to do it. <laughs> I believe you know it. what I'm saying? So you don't want to build your house, the first one, and then find out, oh, maybe I should have done this. Yeah, oh, maybe I yeah. should have done this. Now, you get a good contractor that's going to, you're going to hire, that's going to manage this uh, job for you. If he will be able to guide you in a way, say, hey, listen, on the plans, it shows this, but I think you should go this route with doing this. And, it, and, and there's logic involved in doing that. Like, and same thing with the, uh, like the contractor is going to say, Hey, listen, I think you might need more lights on this area of, of the room versus there or, or add more lights. Those things make a difference. Now, when you're building yourself, you hire the guy, you know, you just, you hire each contract as they go. They don't, they just, you're just new to them, but that contractor you hired, they deal with that guy all the time. They want to make sure they do a good job for him because they're going to get hired back to do another job. Yes, it may cost you, but it'll cost you more money by sitting on that site after work or taking time off and, and, and trying to figure out what you're doing there. My, my opinion is hire a contractor, a good contractor. Don't, don't go on the discount, guys, because you're going to get a lot of problems after you move in. Hire a good contractor to build a house for you, and you'll be very happy about that. Same goes for a good real estate agent, and that is anyone on the Golfie team, online at robgolfie.com. All right, question from CHML listener Frank. We've kept him waiting long enough. How is land transfer tax calculated? At what percentage of what amount is the seller of a property required to pay it, regardless of whether they are purchasing another property? Is both buyer and seller required to pay taxes twofold upon closing, even a first-time buyer? So, Rob, how is a land transfer tax calculated? So, land transfer tax is only paid by the buyer. Now, I'm going to try to go through this. I know it's going to be hard to remember this. So, amounts up to including... 55,000, which is very rare, is 0.5%. Now, amounts exceeding 55,000 up to and including 250,000 is 1%. So if you're buying a $250,000 house, it's a, it's a 1% tax. Now, amounts exceeding 250 up to and including 400,000, uh, you're at 1.5%. Amounts exceeding 400,000 uh, is 2%. Now, amounts exceeding 2 million 
where the land contains one or, or two single family residences is two and a half percent. So it adds up to a lot of money. And uh, yeah, like now uh, in California, they're trying to get money from the sellers too, <laughs> uh, from the sellers selling. So they, they, there's no doubt that they can build up a huge bank account, uh, the government to, uh, to uh, pay for whatever they want to uh, mm-hmm. pay. But hopefully the money does go into the, what they're saying they want to do with the homeless in California yeah. and, with, with the taxes. And so hopefully, Frank, that answers your question. I just have a question on top of Frank's question. Does, does anybody even talk about land transfer tax when they're buying a home? I know it's part of the process, but does that ever come up, really? It, it, it does. Um, you, um, they, they, they know that that is part of uh, the down payment savings that they need to uh, close the deal. Mm. So like, it, it's not just, Hey, I got to save 5%, you know, they got to save 6% and then plus, you know, another, maybe uh, a couple thousand uh, to close the deal. So it's not, it's, it's not that uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's, it's a tough thing for them, for people to save. So it does come up and we bring it up and closing date, no matter what the lawyer says, it's always more than what you calculated uh, <laughs> when you're going there to give the check to the lawyer. So, so I always say, listen, whatever you think the number is going to be, with you gave your deposit, you got your down payment, and then you know land transfer tax and lawyer fees, just calculate another three to four thousand on top of that. <laughs> we, we should, and, and it's still sometimes off. Yeah, we should on a future show. I know we've done it in the past. You know, calculate all all the payments that go into buying a house, and maybe we'll get our, our listeners a better idea of what goes into it if they haven't been down that road uh, very recently. You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfie Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Thank you for. Choosing Tuning in to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.